life after Carson. It's reality for the Eagles, and it's our topic in this Eagles Live podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Glad to be here, and just like you and everyone else, recovering from the news of Wentz's season-ending knee injury suffered in Sunday's win over the Rams. Carson Wentz ends his 2017 season with a league-high 33 touchdown passes and just seven interceptions thrown. Certainly an MVP-level performance from the Eagles quarterback, and he will be missed. But there is no time for tears as the 11-2 Eagles prepare for the New York Giants, knowing that a win on Sunday gives the Eagles a bye week in the NFL's postseason. Nick Foles takes the reins of the NFL's top-scoring offense, and as you will hear from Foles and the locker room as well as the coaching staff, the full expectation is that the beat will go on for the Eagles in this remarkable season. We've got a ton to get to here on this Eagles Live podcast, so let's begin. Foles is in his sixth NFL season, and in his second go-around with the Eagles, he was in the Pro Bowl, was the co-MVP in fact, in 2013, throwing 27 touchdown passes and only two interceptions as the Eagles won the NFC East. And since then, Foles has experienced the bitter business side of the NFL. He struggled in St. Louis after the Eagles traded him for Sam Bradford and then played sparingly in Kansas City last season. Foles is back in Philadelphia, and he helped the Eagles beat the Rams last week with a 6 of 10 performance in the fourth quarter. Here is Nick Foles, the starting quarterback for the Eagles down the stretch and through the playoffs one-on-one. Nick, how does it all change? How do you handle the moment? Really just embrace it. I think that's the big thing is just embracing this moment. There's no place I'd rather be than here in Philadelphia in this atmosphere that's been created. So I'm going to be leaning on Carson, I'm be leaning on Nate and the guys around me. But I've been here, I've played. I'm really just going to go out there and play fast and be ready to roll. Tell me about your thoughts on this offense, the way it's structured for you to have success. I mean, we used to have so many playmakers and such a great coaching staff that puts us in a position to be successful. And that's all you could ever ask for as a quarterback. So just going out there, it's just trusting your reads. There's going to be times where plays break down, but using your feet, being smart, and really just playing for each other. It's really that simple. Team sports, you play for one another, you have great chemistry in the locker room, you're giving yourself a chance to win. What will your emotions be like at 12.30 on Sunday? They'll be ready to go, be ready to play. Just to step out there in the Eagles jersey and play another game is always special. And against an NFC East opponent that you know I've played against before, so can't wait. Nick, the way this whole organization structured a lot different than 2012 and 13, why do you think this team's been so successful this year? You know, the type of people that are around here. You know, and then there was great people. Um, and that's the key, and it's just continued to build. Throughout the seasons, you continue to learn what works, what doesn't, and you fine-tune it. And they've done a great job of fine-tuning everything. The coaching staff is, you know, a ton of ex-quarterbacks, a ton of really brilliant minds, so they do a great job putting us in position. And then everyone who brought all the different players in and the chemistry, it just all is coming together and gelling, which is huge. What kind of well wishes have you gotten from fans? You know, I'm not on social media and everything. I know it's tough for everybody with Carson, but I also know that I've been here before, they've seen me play, and there'll be a lot of support for the Eagles. And I'm just going to go do my job, give us a chance to win. Giants defense, what do you know about them? What do you expect on Sunday? You know, just watch them on film. They fly around. They got a good front. You know, obviously, it's been a crazy year for them, but I expect them, NFC East opponent, ready to come play us. They're going to be ready to roll, and they're going to, you know, I'm sure they'll give me some new looks just because, you know, I'm the one playing, but uh, I'm ready to go out there and play. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Dave. Let's hear now from the coaching staff about the new look at the quarterback position and potentially a new approach on offense. First up, our weekly one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson. Doug, I think the obvious question fans want to know is without Carson with Nick in there, how does the offense change on a day-to-day basis? 
it doesn't have to change a lot. It's just now Nick stepping into the huddle and Nick commanding the huddle. And, you know, you saw it in the game the other afternoon out in L.A. where he got in there and the guys responded. There was no hesitation, whether it be from the coaching staff or by the players. And these guys really found a way, a resilient group of guys have been using that word all year, but it was no different in the game and evident in the game the other day. The rest of the offense, how capable is this team to crank up the running game and keep it going and the receivers? And then from a coaching standpoint, do matchups become even more important now? Matchups are important every week. I've always found it interesting that people think you got to completely change your offense for one guy and go a whole different direction. And we've ran the ball successfully all season long. We got to continue to do that. We've been high efficiency passing up. Okay, we got to continue to do that. We got to get completions. Do we have to help Big V from time? Yeah, we got to send protection over his way or Lane Johnson. So we just got to continue to do the things that have gotten us to 11 and 2 and not reinvent anything other than that. This is the third game of a road trip. Is that going to be taxing on Sunday? Well, it's hard. It's a short trip though. It's a little bus ride up the road and we're excited to get back home this week and get back to work here and nothing sweeter than being at home but it's what we were dealt and we got to continue to finish our business. Doug you want to continue to project a very positive attitude around here. Is that kind of the way you're going to approach it? Completely. 100%. Everybody's got to buy in. We can't have any doubters in the building. We can't have any doubters on the football team. Coaching staff doesn't matter. We're going forward. We've lost a lot of players this season. A lot of Pro Bowl caliber players this season already and we haven't missed a beat so we expect nothing different moving forward. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. Frank Reich enjoyed a 14-year NFL career as a backup quarterback, and he had some great moments, including erasing a 32-point deficit with the Bills in the 1992 playoffs. Reich has full confidence in Foles, as we hear in an exclusive one-on-one interview. Frank, I guess the big question is, why do you think this offense can continue to operate at a high level with Nick Foles as quarterback? Well, first of all, Nick Foles has already proven that right here in this town, in this city, and showed everybody here exactly what he can do. Comes under very tough circumstances. I mean, we've lost some great players already, you know, when you think about losing JP and Sproles and the like, and now Carson. But excited about the opportunity for Nick, primarily because he's got great talent around him. And we've been on a roll. Got a good offensive line, good skill guys around him. So I anticipate Nick stepping up and making a lot of plays. Any sense of what defenses will try to do to Nick? I mean, in the sense of this guy's not quite as athletic as Carson, of course, not too many guys are. So you could look at it, well, let's pressure him. Well, that's good, go ahead and pressure us because Nick's really smart and he's seen it all before. So whether they want to drop in coverage, bring pressure, you prepare for all of it, you understand, you don't know exactly how they might perceive it, but we'll be ready to roll. If I may ask a question that comes from a novice perspective, okay, let's say I'm a defensive coordinator, which you would love to see, and I just want to load the box and say, Nick Foles beat me. Can you run against those kinds of stacked boxes, number one? And is Nick then gonna stand up there and go, wow, I got one-on-one coverage out here. I'm gonna win these battles. Absolutely, and that was a big thing of the offseason to increase the talent so that we can win those one-on-one battles. And that's why the guys that were brought here were brought here. And, you know, Nick already had a year where he's thrown 27 touchdowns and two interceptions, went to the Pro Bowl, was the MVP of the Pro Bowl. So he's already proved that if you stack the box on him, because that year that he had that great year, the Eagles were a very good running team. And there is still ways to run the football against loaded boxes as well. And I think we've done a pretty good job at that this year. What are the Giants going to do defensively here on Sunday? It's a lot different than week three with that football team. Well, I'm not going to lie. I mean, if I'm a backup like Nick is coming in, this is probably about as difficult as a week as it could be because of the pressure package that Spagnola brings. I mean, it's very exotic and diverse, multiple looks, great disguise. you got to be on it. 
Now, it is a division opponent. We've already played them one time this year, so we've already prepared for this. So that's a little bit of an advantage to Nick. But they got a good defensive scheme. They're really good up front, so it'll be a good challenge for us. Frank, I know you're looking ahead, but if you could just for a moment put in perspective the season that Carson Wentz had. Year two in the NFL, 33 touchdown passes, seven interceptions, handled every situation as he's done since the day he got here flawlessly. Gives me chills, really, to think about the year he had in year two. I think we all knew the upside, but I just think I think he exceeded it this year so fast. A lot of credit to his teammates, especially the offensive line, for what they did. But Carson worked his butt off, and he's a fearless player. The thing that's most impressive to me is that when you get a guy that can make all the plays that he makes, but the decision-making was so good just to protect the ball the way that he protected it and not put our team in harm's way, but yet still had the aggressiveness and the playmaking ability to help us score a lot of points and throw a lot of touchdowns. He's really special, isn't he? He's special. In the locker room, the players expect to keep the season on track. Wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey talks here about the transition from Wentz to Foles and the high hopes ahead despite the doubters. I, mean, I feel great about the sky's the limit. Like I said, a mix of pro world quarterback, a veteran, been in the league six years, got great experience. We excited for it. We can't wait. I'm pretty sure he ready to handle the challenge just like us. I mean, it's a lot of doubters. I mean, feel that he can't do it, but we definitely believe in him. How about building chemistry with him? What will that be like getting reps with him over the next few days and few weeks? I think it's uh, just extra practice time, just getting on the time and just being on the same page. Just keep working hard and just executing our assignment and stuff like this. Just the details, the little things. What does it say about this locker room that, you know, Nick was able to step in and team was able to win a big game on the road and you're only one win away from getting a bye week in the playoffs? We always preach next man up. Plus, it's a brotherhood. We stay together and believe in one another. Just like our coach told us that Carson probably was going to be down. But we ain't flinched. We all just said that we're still going to win this game and we believe in it. Locker room mentality change? The mood change around here at all? Nah, we still having fun, flying around, just laughing, joking. It is what it is. I mean, we're going out there to play. Nothing's going to be easy, but we're going out there and take what's off. I'm Eagle Safety Rodney McLeod. This is defensive end Derek Barnett. This is linebacker Nigel Bradham of the Philadelphia Eagles, and you're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast with Dave Spadaro. These defensive guys, they are all over the field. For tight end Brent Selleck, there is the understanding that the Eagles lost a superstar in Wentz. This won't be easy, says Selleck, but the Eagles will get it done. It's tough because I think Carson, you know, up until this point has been the MVP of the NFL. I think our fans have seen that. I think we've seen it as players. And I think it's tough as a team, but I think, if anything, we're set up better than any team to be able to handle it and having Nick Foles there. So I think that's what's most exciting for us is, listen, we're upset about Carson. We're upset for him, but we got to just step it up another notch. And Nick's got to step in and play like Nick knows how. Our final conversation in the locker room is with center Jason Kelsey, who talks about the loss of Wentz and the range of emotions that he's had since the injury, as well as the new challenges with Foles, a familiar face in the Eagles huddle. Is there a timing issue, Jason, that you have to work on to get it where you want it to be? Uh, in terms of what? Well, in terms of a different quarterback. Yeah, I mean, there's little nuances and things like that. I mean, especially with the receivers and uh, the timing of routes and, you know, having that familiarity. You know, I'm sure that those are things that they'll be ironing out all week this week. You know, he's a competitive guy. He likes to work. You know, I think obviously, you know, everybody's upset with the situation that happened to Carson, but it is what it is. We were upset when Jason Peters went down. We were upset when Jordan Hicks went down. You know, it's an unfortunate part of this business, but it happens from time to time. You know, right now, 
out next to the guy, you know, we're fully embracing that. We put a lot on our shoulders up front. To tell you the truth, regardless who the quarterback is, you know, we think that we're a pretty darn good offensive line. We've been a good unit so far this season. So I think that, you know, we just got to go out there and do our job. That's the bottom line. If you go out there and you try and do too many things, you try and do things, you know, that are out of your control or reach above what you really should be worrying about, that's when mistakes start to happen. So I think we just need to keep our heads down. Everybody just focus on doing their job and have faith that, you know, Nick can get the job done. What have your emotions been like, Jason, since Sunday when you found out about the injury in the middle of a game to now? Obviously, everybody's upset when you first hear about it. I mean, not only is he a great player, but he's an awesome leader, a great teammate, and he's really been the leader of this offense throughout the year. So I think everybody was hit hard a little bit with the news at first. Like I said, you know, it's the same way everybody felt on the field when Jason Peters was lying there and he's getting carted off and every single person's going up to him. You know, it's it's unfortunate. It really is. He was having a tremendous year, MVP caliber year, I think is a lot of people would consider. Now it's next man up. I mean, that's kind of been the motto this year for us. And, uh, you know, we have uh, confidence in Nick Foles for sure. With Foles moving up to the starting position, the Eagles now have unproven Nate Sudfeld as the number two quarterback. Who is Sudfeld? Well, he was signed to the Eagles' active roster on November 1st after spending the first eight weeks of the season on the team's practice squad. Sudfeld was originally a sixth-round draft pick by the Redskins in 2016. He played collegiately at Indiana, where he finished as the Hoosiers' all-time leader in passing touchdowns with 61 and passing yards with nearly 8,000. Here is Nate Sudfeld, ready if called upon. Well, Nate, how's it feel being the number two quarterback, one play away? Uh, really excited about the opportunity. feel very ready and prepared. I've been kind of getting ready for this all year. Obviously, really hurting for Carson, though. It's a really unfortunate situation for him. You know, we're such a close quarterback room and such a close locker room that it hurts to see anybody go down. But at the same time, it's why I was brought here, and it's my responsibility to be ready, and I will be. So, Are they able to get you any reps in practice in case something were to happen to Nick on Sunday? I'm getting uh, reps with the scout team, which has been great. So it's football, a lot of similar concepts, but I'm not getting any reps with the ones and Nick didn't when Carson was going to so I got some reps with the scout team back as the three and uh, so now I get all the scout team reps so it's been great so today was a lot of fun and it's always tough you know lose a guy you know obviously that type of player but you know that type of person you know I mean he'll be back here in a few days but um, definitely is a blow to the team but at the same time it is a team it's not just Carson as great as he is it's all of our jobs to you know carry the weight and keep it going and we're still in a great position on this team and we realize that and it's a great opportunity ahead so we're excited about the challenge. Join the inaugural Eagles Autism Challenge, a cycling run-walk event to fund autism research. It's a day for the entire region to become a team, have fun, and together advance autism research. For more info, visit eaglesautismchallenge.org. So the team is confident heading into Sunday's game against the two-win Giants. It's really a game-by-game situation, and it's something that many players have had to overcome. Brian Westbrook knows the feeling. It happened to him when he played with the Eagles in 2002 when Donovan McNabb went down, and then again in 2006 when Jeff Garcia stepped up with McNabb hurt. Here is Press Pass with Brian Westbrook. Brian, the Eagles have clinched a playoff spot. So what goes through a player's mind at this point? Well, first of all, you're happy. It's been a long time since the NFC East crown has been here in Philadelphia. So you're, of course, excited about that. But you also understand you still have some work to do. You're trying to get home field advantage. That's very important to this football team. So as happy you are about the NFC East crown and title, you know that there's some work to do. You have to go to work the next day and try to figure out a way to get better. And this team still has some improvement to do. Even though they played well, you still have to get better. 
How difficult is it to play three games on the road? It's pretty difficult. I mean, you want to play at home. That's the comfortable spot for you. But there's also a bit of clarity that you find. You're out there on the West Coast for an entire week. It's almost like a training camp environment for a football team. You have a chance to bond. And I think this team did bond. They were put in a high-stress situation against the Rams. The Rams kept coming back at them, but the Eagles found a way to answer. That's important. I think some of that bonding throughout the week helped and played a part in that. And now they have to go on the road and play in another tough environment. And they have to find a way to win. That's the most important thing. It's clear that the running game will be emphasized on, leaned on a little bit more. It's clear that the running game will be leaned on a bit more here down the stretch. Are the Eagles equipped to run the football effectively? The good part, and this is the thing that they developed early on in the season, week three, week four, is that they can run the ball effectively. And when Doug Peterson, as a play caller, is dependent and he's committed to it, this team has done a great job of running the football. They have three guys that can be explosive in the backfield that can help you inside the backfield and outside of the backfield with catching passes. And I think if you lean on it, this running game can help you out an awful lot. How would you divide the carries? I would give Jay Ajayi 15 to 20 carries, Corey Clement 10 to 15 carries, LeGarrette Blunt between 5 and 10 carries. And I want to get up 35, 40 carries for our running backs. I want to protect our offense and our defense with our running game, protect our quarterback no matter who it is with our running game. That would be helpful to this football team. How do you see Ajayi coming along? understanding the scheme, working with his linemen, the timing and all that stuff. Well, he's a patient runner. He understands that you can't speed to the hole, not speed to it, it's speed through the hole. So he's patient there. He has very good vision. And once he finds a hole, he just flows through it. Now he doesn't have that long distance speed, but from the line of scrimmage to 30 yards down the field, he does a great job of getting there in a hurry and he finishes his runs. That's what you love to see from a running back's perspective. Ryan, the Eagles have won the NFC East. Did you see this coming back in August? I did not see this coming. This is a surprise, but this team is rallied. They've rallied through a lot of injuries, a lot of adversity throughout the entire season, and they continue to play good. I'm proud of this football team. They've come a long way. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. There have to be some changes with the offense, right? The coaches are saying no, that's not the case. The players say the same thing. What about the opinion of Mike Quick, the team's radio analyst and a member of the team's Hall of Fame? Let's hear what he has to say. Okay, Mike Quick, Eagles offense, and Nick Foles. Your expectations of Nick running the show? I don't think much changes. Everyone has the question of how much do you change the offense, Doug, because it's Nick. I don't think a whole lot's going to change. Nick certainly doesn't have the mobility that Carson has, but Nick knows this offense so well. You know, people forget all the games that Nick has won as a starter. Even in Kansas City, he had two games last year. He started two games. He won both those games. Knows the offense, knows how to run it. I don't think much is going to happen, but I do want to see them lean on their run game a little bit more, let the big guys just fire off and beat people up at the line of scrimmage rather than having Nick throw the ball 40, 45 times. I think a lot of people look at this in the more macro sense and, hey, can the Eagles still win the Super Bowl? To me, you look at it game by game. So I'm really focusing on Nick Foles against the Giants because a win gives the Eagles an opportunity to have a bye in the playoffs. So against this Giants defense, what do you do? Well, I think the Giants are going to send an extra guy. You know, Steve Spagnuolo, we know him very well, and he loves the blitz. He likes to bring pressure. Big key in the Giants game is when they're bringing pressure, you've got to win. You've got to be able to get your wide receivers open, get them the ball. This is a game where I really believe the receivers have to be at their best beating man coverage. They're going to get a lot of situations where it's just man on man. you got to love that when you're a wide receiver, first of all, but they have to win. Make sure that Nick has somewhere to go with the football, and these long plays down the field that takes time to develop, that's not what you want to see. You want to see Nick getting the ball out of his hands quickly, getting the ball to somebody 
else, one of his skilled guys, so that they can make plays for him. What do you make of Nick's career from 2013 and co-MVP in the Pro Bowl, 27-2, to really bouncing around the last few years? Well, I think it was unfortunate when he was with the Rams and Jeff Fisher because that was just not a good situation. So it's hard to even grade him on that time. But Andy Reid knew right away that he would get a quality backup bringing Nick to Kansas City. So the years that he was away from here, it's hard to really give him a grade or grade him on his situation there. But in Kansas City, he didn't really get to play. He was just a backup and a great backup if you needed him. But I think the Eagles are very fortunate in that they were able to get him back in Philadelphia for this perfect situation to plug Nick in and let Nick run your offense. If I'm defenses, I'm saying, all right, Nick Foles, I'm going to make you beat me. So I'm going to stack the box. I'm going to bring pressure. How do you count? all that stuff, Mike. You go max protect and you count on again. You count on your wide receivers to beat man coverage. It's as simple as that. If Nick has enough time to get the ball out versus man coverage, you should win in those situations. What is your sense of the psyche of the team having lost Carson, yet another MVP, Pro Bowl, you know, outstanding player lost for the season? My sense is kind of what I saw in the game against the Rams. I thought everyone picked it up a little bit. I thought the defense played better. They made some adjustments, particularly in the run game stopping the Rams late in the game and the offense picked it up. I think that's the sense that I get and I think that's what everyone has to have. Like, understand that the best guy on your football team you don't have for the rest of the season and into the playoffs, so everyone has to raise their game another level. I've been saying all year that the quarterback has made everybody better. The quarterback's not there anymore. Quarterback's not there anymore and he has. The offensive line, he's made them look better because he can get out of harm's way because he can create plays that probably no other quarterback in this league can create. He's done that, and we've seen that. But now you don't have him, and everyone realizes that. They need to pick it up. It's as simple as that. Thanks, Mike. You got it. Merrill Reese, of course, knows Nick Foles well, and he knows the 11-2 and two Eagles have already lost plenty of star power this season. Can the Eagles stay hot? They've got the best record in the NFL. They have the number one seed at this point in the NFC playoffs. What does the voice of the Eagles think? Here is the Merrill Minute. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl! It's Groundhog Day. They did it again. Gordon on the end zone. I don't believe it. This game could be in a museum. Doug Peterson said something to his team this week, and he said that one person can make things happen and have a big effect on a team, but to really achieve a goal, to really make the biggest picture and the biggest prize that you're aiming the whole season for become a reality, a team has to do its job. It's not just one person. Eagles lost a tremendously important person in the Rams game, and Carson Wentz, a legitimate MVP candidate. But they have replaced him with Nick Foles, who knows what he's doing. The minute he went out on the field at the Coliseum. You could see there was nothing shaky about him. He had been there. He had the poise of a veteran quarterback. This team will rally around Nick. I have a very good feeling going into the Giants game. All they need is one win to clinch the first round by, and they need two to have home field throughout the playoffs. That is a very good position to be in. This team has talent. They need good protection for Nick, and everything else will fall into place. Defense has to pick up its game. Last couple of weeks, they have not been at their peak. If they come together, protect Nick, play solid defense, I believe good things will continue to happen for this Eagles team. What else happened with the Eagles this week? They officially put Wentz on injured reserve and added Brian Brayman to the roster. He will help shore up a special teams unit that has had a few leaks of late. 
And rookie second-round draft pick Sidney Jones practiced for the first time as he begins a three-week window to get on the field and knock off the rust. The talented cornerback will then be placed on injured reserve for the remainder of the season or added to the roster for the playoffs. His long road back after suffering a pre-draft Achilles tendon injury is on track and he is heading in a very positive direction. But it's too early to know if he will be on the playoff roster. He's got a lot of catching up to do. That will do it for this Eagles Live podcast. Thanks to Brian Thomas and Ricky Shu for their great work, and thanks to all of you for subscribing and tuning in. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro saying, have a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!